Hi, I'm Dan Krinas, host of the Leader of Learning podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 55 of Podcast PD, we are talking about the start of a new school year. Now stop us if you've heard this one. A new administrator, an educator who returns to the classroom, and a teacher who has a lot on his plate walk into a school. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you will have more fun with Chris Nessie, AJ Bianco, and me, Stacey Lindis. Welcome back to another season of Podcast PD. Do we call them seasons? Anyway. We actually don't, but we are back. We're back. It's a new school year, and Chris, AJ, and I are all back at it in our buildings. What's going on? I like seasons, by the way. I think we should definitely call this a season. Um, yeah. Oh, Christ. Now I got to start the whole thing no, over again. I'm serious. I think we, I, we can start now. <laughs> Episode 55. Is this the pilot? Season no. three. No, we can't have a pilot. We, <laughs> no, you we, only have one pilot. We've already, we've already had the pilot, and somehow we've been accepted. <laughs> Right, maybe I'll, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> to be determined, maybe next year. All right. AJ, how was your summer? Summer was good. Let's talk school. I was there Stacey, the whole summer, was your so summer? it didn't make a difference. I had a great <laughs> summer. Um, yeah, that's right, AJ. You were you were at school all summer. Um, yeah, all no, summer. All summer. I had a great summer. I was not at school all summer. In fact, I didn't do anything school related until August 1st. And then I spent about two weeks getting my new classroom set up. We'll talk about that in a bit. But then I spent the last few weeks or two weeks um, in Disney. All, not all of those days, but 10 of them were spent in Disney. And uh, the family had a most magical time in the most magical place on Earth, plus Harry Potter World, which was awesome. My whole family is totally into it. And we all wore matching shirts on our first day there. Not totally matchy matchy, but because we're all in different houses, we got to wear like the same shirt as it relates to our house. So that was pretty cool. I'd ask you what your house is, but I don't give a damn. Wow. You don't even know what they are. For those who care, I'm a Hufflepuff. Griffledor. I don't know. <laughs> Just was, stop. You almost had that one. It was close. But you combined two there, I think. Dumblepuff. That's a person. Oh, goodness. Awful, awful. Chris, how was your summer? Also good. I had uh, some magical times because uh, my family also went to Disney. I think our trip overlapped, yet I didn't actually realize that maybe it did. It didn't. I don't know. At the end of August. Oh yeah, I, was in I guess from, it did. I was in Disney from the nineteenth to the twenty third. Oh, I was in I was there from the nineteenth until the twenty sixth. How did we not talk about this at all? We did not plan this well in advance. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but it was cool. I, it was nice to see Disney through my seven year old and my four year old's eyes. And uh Colton, I mean, he's my daredevil. Tower of Terror twice, Splash Mountain, wow. Seven Dwarfs, Roller Coat Mine Train or whatever. It, it, it was fun. It, it, it was con con. I'm making up words. It oh. was fun, and uh, the summer started out with uh, the four of us going on a cruise to Bermuda, which resulted in us coming home and buying scooters like we rode in Bermuda. Very cool. We're going to Bermuda next summer. Enjoy your scooters. 
Yes, I'll have to ask you all about it. This time we can actually coordinate those actual those vacations. I cannot believe we were in Disney at the same time, and I had no idea. Like I knew on our podcast, PD County, like we put in our vacation time. You know, we did so we not say go, we were going. But we didn't really say, oh, what are you doing? Here's what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. Where did you stay? I stayed at the Polynesian. Oh, that's where we stayed the first time we went with the boys. This time we stayed at Beach Club. The boys are older, and um, it gave them a little more freedom to do stuff and just kind of walk around. And they could get into Epcot whenever they wanted to go. Oh, that's pretty boring, unless you like Epcot. I love Epcot. Now, is that something that the Visco girls do, Stacy? that they love Epcot? For those of you that don't know, Stacy is hip and trendy. AJ, do you know what a Visco girl is? I'm also basic. <laughs> is Visco that like app? Is that an app? That's what, what I said. said. That's what Chris said. <laughs> isn't no, that the, so isn't that the photo thing? There was a photo app. I don't know. So, all right. Really quick Crack story. Crack open your urban dictionaries, folks. Stacy, take it away. Really quick story. I dropped my water bottle on Friday and I needed to buy a new water bottle. So, podcast friends, I am losing my water bottle with all of the podcast stickers. So, I'm really bummed. So, I need new stickers, which will make it an even more Visco type container but i bought a hydro flask <laughs> and i brought it home and my son immediately mocked and ridiculed me and said mom all you need is a scrunchie and you'll be a visco girl i had no idea what that is and he goes oh you know they're just like like trendy or whatever and i was like okay and i just heard about it earlier this week because there was a meme on facebook that said you know pray for my family my daughter has a hydro flask with no cool stickers on it and of course, I plan to put cool stickers on my on my hydro flask, but I didn't know this was like a trendy teenage thing. Lo and behold, my son goes further into my shopping and discovers that I have a final straw, which is a reusable, collapsible stainless steel straw. And he goes, oh my God. And then he just near about lost it and started laughing like a hyena because basically, um, as my 14 year old put it, I'm a basic white high school teenage girl. <laughs> I don't know right, how in my 40s and as a Puerto Rican woman I am a basic white teenage girl but that's kind of interesting that, so that's my education for the week nice so folks send your urban dictionary inquiries to feedback at podcastpd.com and uh, <laughs> we look forward to talking about other cool trendy things here on the show <laughs> so AJ how was your summer weekend between the I guess the last weekend of June before you went back to work I, I don't even remember summer I, I feel like summer didn't even happen well, it did. For you guys. Well, you have to tell you us. You just had to wear a suit all summer. I didn't have to wear a suit. I did not. I did not have to wear a suit, which was a good thing. They told me, like, day one, they're like, you don't have to wear a tie here in the summer. I was like, all right, cool. Um, but no, I started the new job July 1, and, you know, I got a lot of work done. And I got out at 2 o'clock on some days, some days a little later. But, you know, I had, I had, my, I had my time where I was able to kind of come home and unwind with the family and kind of enjoy a little bit of the summer. You know, we didn't do a lot of traveling just because I was working. I only took a couple of days off at like the beginning of August just to uh, have a couple of days off. But um felt like an enjoyable summer, but not a restful summer. I guess I could say it that way. That I can understand. How's that baby? She's good. You know, at this point, she's uh, seven and a half months and she's standing and ready to start Taking steps towards walking, and uh, you know she's an adorable little kid. She really is. She uh, is very adorable. happy baby. Thank you. She is. She is very Thank cute. You. Thank you. Thank you. She's the only one smiling during today's football she game. She was I read. the only one smiling during today's football game. Yes, it's good to not know what's going on in Jet World. Yeah. Oh well, opening week football. So why don't we uh, reset 
the stage just a little bit. So coming into the current school year, 2019, 2020, we alluded to this probably towards the end of, I guess, season two of the show, if that's what we're going to go with now. (laughs) Uh, So we've got some new roles and people doing new things in education here on the podcast. So Stacy, why don't you fully explain what you're doing now? Because when last we spoke, you didn't know. Yeah, I and I'm not even sure we got into it on the podcast at all. But um, my position that I was in last year and for seven years in total was eliminated. And um, I was placed back into the classroom. And just before school ended, I found out I was going into fifth grade. And uh, it's a grade I've never taught before. Um, those of you who know me know that um, I can sometimes not feel very confident. Um, some would say that I struggle or I doubt myself when um, change is is foisted upon me. Um, and that's kind of how I felt. Uh, I wasn't wasn't asked, you know, for any input in my placement after after I was told that my job was going away. And that's fine, you know. Not not everybody offers that type of accommodation, but um, fifth grade is not a grade I've taught. I did student teach fifth grade, but that was many many years ago, and it was a completely different world in education. It was departmentalized, where I only taught student taught math and science, and um, I'm completely self contained. I have my kids all day long, and um, you know, some people kind of explained it that maybe it's because of my tech background that they gave me the grade level that deals most with tech since my fifth graders will be one-to-one starting tomorrow, actually. Uh, You know, I can't think of anybody better to support them than you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, You know, like I said, my summer was full of a lot of self-doubt, a lot of introspection, a lot of um, quiet solitude, and a lot of talking to others. And, um, I actually just posted on Facebook a quote that my principal shared on the first day that um, from Maya Angelou that says, be the rainbow in someone else's cloud. And I just, I want to thank all of my rainbows here on the podcast. Um, I thanked people personally and I thanked, you know, people generally on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. But, um, you know, thanks for, you know, connecting with me, telling me that it was going to be okay, offering all of your words of encouragement Um, Words of wisdom, sound advice, shoulders, ears, tissues, whatever, whatever you gave me, I (laughs) gratefully took it. um, And I hope that I can give back by being the rainbow in someone else's cloud in the future when they need it most. Um, Like I said, I needed it this summer. You guys were there for me a lot. My family was exceptionally supportive. My husband helped me set up my classroom. So it's still a work in progress right now. We're working on, you know, just building a foundation for what will hopefully be a wickedly successful return to the classroom. Hopefully the kids don't think you're wicked though. <laughs> well, I said wickedly successful. Like, How many students know. do you have in your class? I have 24 kids. Um, I started with 25. I already lost one. They are adorable. They're super cute. You know, the first two days make it seem like I never left the classroom. Just little things that took place. I think it's going to be good. And I think that the change will help me just become a better educator. All change helps you grow in some way, shape, or form. And that's what this podcast is all about. So hopefully I'm able to bring what I'm learning 
um, with my students and because of my new position, and I can turn key that into something meaningful here for our listeners. That's what I was selfishly focusing on, the fact that you're going to bring <laughs> that perspective <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> something new. I just I want to just, I'm just curious, do your kids stay with you all day? Are they yours from morning to the afternoon, or do they switch classes and... They are mine, yeah. And, and for those of you that are unfamiliar with the the phrase um, self-contained, it means that I don't switch for anything. So you can um, departmentalize for science social studies, and mm. so you'll end up teaching two sections of science or two sections of social studies with your partner teacher and their students. But um, nope, I'm completely self-contained. I kind of like it that way. Then I can figure out, you know, where I want to go This is other there. than like the specials, right? Like you take them to art and music mm-hmm. and phys ed, right. or are you... Also doing no, that. I take no. them to art, music, and fit at, phys ed, and I also have lunch free. So we're duty free mm. um, in our district. So, yeah, that's great. You're you're gonna rock it this year. I'm excited. Like I said, my kids are truly the highlight of my day, and I like I've always called my students my kids, and then I've always called once I had children. I was I always called them my boys. So we'll go back to that language um, for the podcast as well. That's great. So I, I stepped on your toes before, AJ. My That's apologies. Right. It's been a while since we did this. I mean, yeah, we haven't no, done this new, in season two. New season. New season. <laughs> also new, uh, we just alluded to this. AJ, you started working on July 1st, which means you're an administrator. Cue the Death Star music. Um, That's messed up. <laughs> oh, the dark side. I hate that. I'm just I joking. I don't, I, I don't understand. I've always had such strong, meaningful relationships with my administrators. I want strong, meaningful relationships with my administrators. <laughs> <laughs> I always found them to be good mentors. So, AJ, you're now an administrator. Please catch us up, man. Yeah. So uh, I'm the supervisor of instruction and technology, um, which is a pretty cool title, which was what drew me to the position to begin with. Um so with that, I'm doing curriculum stuff. I'm integrating technology into classrooms, and you know, I'm doing the, the typical administrator things of, of observations and evaluations and and uh, administrative meetings and, and 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 all those good things. And like you know, so far like over the summer, I've been doing a lot with schedules and calendars and uh, district-wide technology plan, which has been has been pretty cool work on that. Um, but you know, it really, it's just, it really is trying to, I'm trying to have everything sink in. It's been an easy transition, but a tough transition at the same time, just because I'm trying to do everything. And, uh, when I get something, I try to cross it off my lifts right away. But I feel like in this role, uh, and I've told this to many people, you just really can't cross things off. You have to actually like circle back and do things the next day. And then again, the day after. And, and, and and I get and I get a little sidetracked with things. I have so many things on my list that I I feel like I just can't cross things off when I'm ready to cross them off. I feel like once you do one thing, you got to go back to it, double check it, and send it out again, and then come back to it later on and make sure everything is still where it is. But uh, you know, it's definitely some good experience. I have my hands in everything that a a KA district is is part of. You know, I'm working with elementary school. I'm working with middle school, and you know, I'm meeting coaches for. ELA and math and science, you know, and I'm looking forward to all the things we're going to be doing in the world of instruction uh, in the district where I am, and that's East Rutherford, New Jersey. 
is the district K eight or is it all the way to K? Is it K twelve? No, it's a K eight district. It's K eight district. We have two schools. We have the elementary school and the middle school. And overall, I think there's about eight hundred and change kids between the two schools. Seven hundred or eight hundred kids. So, so yeah. So like, it, it's a small-ish district. But where I came from was one building K eight, and we had about seven hundred as well there. That's cool. And how many coaches do you guys have there? The coaches right now are out-of-district coaches. Um, We are looking at maybe having teachers coach certain subjects, and we're starting with some math teachers. But we have uh, two ELA teacher, um, sorry, two ELA coaches. We have a math coach who's going to go between the elementary and middle school, and we have two science coaches, one at the elementary, one at the middle school level. And there's one science coach that's going to be working with the elementary teachers. I'm really excited to... uh, try to get into some of his, if I'm allowed to, try to get in some of his coaching meetings with teachers and see what he's going to do. Uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of great ideas for teaching science, and uh, he's a professor in uh, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, just meeting him and talking to him and listening to things that he'd like to implement, you know, he really had me. I was like, oh, I really would like to be in there. But I know with teachers and feeling like they're going to be observed again, I don't want to step on toes my, my first year, maybe next year. I mean, we're just getting started. Like, we're, honestly, by the time we're recording this episode, we're only two days in. We had two half days of school. Teachers came in for two days for PD, and they've had two half days of school. So four days total. I'm still meeting people and still learning names, and you know, I'm still trying to break out of, you know, oh, I'm just the supervisor. You know, I'm, you know I, I, I got to break through that title and actually meet people where they are. I do have a question for you both because I know. Um in Voxer and stuff, we talked about how you two have half days those first two days with kids. What does that look like? What are you guys actually responsible for in the afternoon? I have not had a half day on the first days of school in forever. For me, uh, the half day was the teachers meeting students and having, I think it was like 24-minute class periods. So they started 7.45, went to about 12.10. And then the afternoon, they had PD. So one day, PD was... Was uh, they let them do like safe school training and organizing their classroom and getting things ready like that? And the second day, I actually had somebody come in virtually from Freckle um, to help basically implement personalized learning through Freckle Freckle dot com, which which is pretty cool. It's a really a, a great tool. So that's that's what we did in our district. What about you, Chris? Well, for me, the the PD came on the two days before students came in same and then they give us the two half days the thursday and the friday students are there until 12:56 and then we're there until our contractual time of a full day of 2:36 and they just give us that time on those first two student days to continue to prepare and set up our classrooms and and, and things like that um the the bulk of the pd was the first day the second day where it was uh the second day was with our departments and our new VPs and supervisors uh, focusing on district-wide the initiative that they are pushing for this year. But but that's really it in terms of what the half day looks like. During the year, my district does, starting in, I think, November, one half day a month where kids get the half day and then we get PD between the end of the, that, you know, one o'clock and say three thirty four o'clock. And then we nice. do that once a month. Yeah, I think it's valuable. They they typically deliver good content. 
you know, we've, we've all sat in PD in schools where, you know, teachers moan and groan. But again, if you have an open mindset and you care to a different degree about the job you're doing in your classroom, then you're open to listen to what people are talking about and sharing in these sessions. And if you feel like you're not getting the PD that you need, you're listening to the right podcast because that's what we're here for. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so this show is going to provide some interesting things this year. New on my plate for the year, I found out that everybody in my school, and I'm ready to take your questions, guys, every teacher in my school, other than select, you know, like the music teacher, phys ed, some science and some art, every teacher is a traveling teacher in the building. Every teacher changed classrooms at least once a day. Is there a rationale for that? What I've been able to put together from talking with colleagues last year in my building, and you guys have been there for Ed Camp, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. We had some classes on the diff- on the three different floors that were being taught in the open pod areas because the way the schedule worked, we didn't have open classrooms. So now with every teacher sharing a classroom and traveling, there are no classes taking place, not in a traditional classroom. That's cool. Um, They've also within the building. And again, you guys are familiar with it. Hmm. All the social studies teachers are relatively together. All the math teachers are relatively together and, you know, so on and so forth. So more department based locations. Yes. Or, and uh, you're sharing a classroom with somebody in your department. Whereas last year and in previous years, you might be sharing a classroom with somebody who has nothing to do with what you're doing. So it's been interesting. I'm getting to know a teacher who, you know, we've talked, but now we sit, I see him in the morning, I see him at lunch and, you know, I see him at the end of the day now a little bit. Uh, And it's also nice to see the other members of my department, you know, during the day, like when we go out in the halls between classes to, you know, greet the kids or just be visible in the hallways, Mm -hmm. we can see each other, we wave, we talk. So we're, I actually had one teacher come in the classroom and you know there are four of us talking all history teachers and she was like you know nessie you know you're pretty quick and pretty funny and i said amanda i've always been pretty quick and pretty funny it's just that this is like one of the most we've talked in the time i've been here <laughs> in the past when you've been in your room for a while right like the same room when you didn't have like when you were off not teaching kids like you had a prep or whatever were you able to stay in your room last year i wasn't because another content actually the italian class came in in the middle of the day where i had my prep and my lunch in the middle of the day back to back to back mm-hmm. and then i didn't have that time so my building has multiple faculty workrooms throughout i was going to ask so then if you're not in your classroom you're in a workroom so now yeah. people are just relegated to going to their workroom instead of spending time in a vacant classroom teaching space yes so like th- this year my schedule is also different which i can't complain about it's not Something I'm, I'm upset about, you know, I have lunch period five. So a traditional school lunchtime in the morning <laughs> and uh, my prep is the last block of the day, but oh, there's nice. a class in my classroom. So I go to one of the workrooms now. And again, there's another couple of social studies teachers who I can chat with and we can hang out and so it'll be nice. Are your workrooms department based? Because that's how it is in my district where like the middle school and high schools are either grade level or or um, like grade level at the middle school because it's all team teaching um, or there um, and the building is sectioned off that way. You've been in my building for ed camp. So, you know, there's an yeah. eighth grade wing, a seventh grade wing and a sixth grade wing. Um, but then at the high school, 
like the workrooms are kind of designated by department. So like there's the math department workroom where like science and ELA might share or social studies and ELA might share. Luckily, and, and I enjoy this, we don't share like that. Basically, you go to the nearest workroom from your classroom. Okay. So the workroom that I'm hanging out in now is a lot of social studies teachers, but we're also near the music and art classrooms. Mm-hmm. So they come in as well. And there, there's a couple English teachers that come in over the first couple of days. So so that's nice. And then do you have designated desk space there? Like this is your cubicle or? Well, we the approach in my building now for this year has been set up your home base in the classroom you're scheduled the most in. Me and my co-teacher, I have the classroom in the morning. He's got it for two classes in the afternoon. So I've set up a desk that is shareable, you know, in terms of like hooking up to the projector and there's a Mm -hmm. desk calendar and things like that. Um, And we both have our own filing cabinets with keys. So I've I've tried to keep where you might work as neutral as possible, but I've decorated like half the room as he's adding decoration. So it's kind of like a a blending and a melding of decorations. I mean, that's cool. on that same thing, on the downside, the other classroom I go to for one class a day, both same classroom, both days, because I'm A day, B day, basically. Mm-hmm. The second classroom I go to is shared by, I think, four different teachers from four different content areas. So the room looks abandoned. Because uh, nobody wants and, to put their stamp on it. Right. You know, I'm not going to, you know, pimp the whole thing out for world history and social studies when... You know, there there could be uh, an English class that comes in or, you know, Chinese some or, other type of class. Yeah, right. That's interesting. I do have to say, I like that your building has decided to make everyone move because, you know, being other for seven years, you start identifying with those people who don't necessarily feel like they have the same value as, you know, your traditional homeroom or content area teacher. And so, like, in my district... World language always ends up being on a cart. Like, and it's always world language. And it's always world language, like, fitting themselves in. So even now, my world language teacher comes into my classroom. My health teacher will come into my classroom. They never feel like they have their own designated space. It would be, I mean, space is uh, premium in my district. There are no empty rooms. And there are no rooms not being used. Because when I have a prep, those teachers are coming in to teach in my classroom. Well, see, now the weird thing is... I didn't pay too close attention or analyze the schedule, but some of my colleagues did. So there are some, you know, you have two teachers in rooms right next to each other that switch places. You know, I go next, I go from 101 to 102 and the person in 102 comes to 101. So there are some silly moves. Yeah. The guy I share the classroom with, the classroom that he comes from isn't used before he's in it. And he could just as easily teach two classes. And there's a couple examples like that where, you know, I'm going to a classroom that's empty before I get there. What? And if you just put the class I was in first period in their first period, then I wouldn't have to move. But I guess they're trying to make it, quote unquote, fair for everybody. Right. Well, fair is not always equal. And that's the big thing in my district this year. Equity versus equality. But that's an episode for another day. Oh, we should have an expert on for that. Be fun. By June, I should be an expert in this. <laughs> oh, we're doing a lot of that training as well. So culturally responsive teaching. So these are some topics that I'm going to cool. be sharing about. Do you have anything else to share? Like I know you said there were a couple of things for this year. I'm starting the podcast club since I got all that gear last year. So I'm actually going to be putting in announcements and uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 
the Zebra Podcast Network Club is going to be available for students and staff to come in. I, I was sure to set that up in the classroom I'm in the most. So all my freshmen came in the other day and they're like, mister, what is all of that? And I was like, <laughs> oh, funny, you should ask. That's awesome. <laughs> so I've already got kids interested in that. That'll work out the two days I go to Rutgers before I go there. I'm there after school, so I'm going to volunteer of my time and run this podcast club, and we'll see what kind of content my students and faculty can create. Probably a lot of students. That's awesome. Maybe we can get some of those kids on our show, and they can talk about their experience. Sure. It's something to explore. Definitely. So I'm really excited to share this new podcast that I'm listening to. This is one that I recently just got exposed to, and I first, I, well, easy for me to say, I first heard about this podcast by listening to a recent episode of Radio Lab, and the podcast is called The Memory Palace and is hosted by Nate DeMeo. And he was on this episode of Radio Lab where they were sharing clips of this podcast and it's history based. So, AJ, I think you'll also like it if you give it a try. And Stacey, I think you'll enjoy it, too, because it's it, it's like quirky history. It's not like textbook history. OK, so uh, the Memory Palace, a little bit of their description is a storytelling podcast an occasional radio segment created and produced by Nate DeMeo. It was a finalist for a Peabody Award in 2016, and it's a proud member member of Radiotopia from PRX. Uh, new episodes come out during the first and third weeks of the month, and these episodes are, I'd say, 20 to 25 minutes or less, and they're just little quirky history stories. So I... I I really enjoyed it. I subscribed to it immediately. And I believe as we're recording this, there are 147 episodes out. So I'm going to do the Stacey and I'm definitely going to go back into the back catalog and pick and choose and, you know, kind of get caught up on some of the stories because they're definitely, you know, from the excerpts that were on this radio lab episode, I want to go back and listen to the full episode based on some of these topics. So I'm just excited about it. And there'll be, uh, a link in the show notes to the memory palace.us. And you can also connect with this podcast on Twitter at the memory palace. Check it out. Cool. That sounds interesting. I don't know if I can add it right now. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, <laughs> yeah, something to keep in mind. Speaking of keeping it in mind, go ahead, AJ. What do you got? Wow. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Um, so I'm going to throw a podcast your way that uh, I'm going to plug not that it's not a bad podcast. It's a very good podcast. Uh, but it's a podcast created by friends of mine, uh, colleagues, if you will, from uh, when I was working at, at another school. And uh, they created the Mindful Educator Podcast. Uh, it's created for teachers by teachers. And uh, my friends and colleagues, Aaron Tashin and Dave Tashin, uh, who, who work together, one is an educator, one is a guidance counselor slash school leader. Uh, our husband and wife team are creating a community of educators who are cultivating a positive school culture, one mindful classroom at a time. Now, Erin um, is a big uh, pr- uh, advocate of mindfulness, and she has a, a, a program for educators to help with this idea of mindfulness and the whole body experience as an educator. Uh, and this podcast doesn't go along those lines, and I kind of thought maybe it would. But what I like about the podcast is that so far they have seven episodes, and they're continuing to put more out. They're very positive, and the reviews have been extremely positive. And uh, their episodes focus on mindful practices. For example, to start the school year, they have uh, episodes about being balanced as an educator. 
listening and then finding your personal motivation to stay positive and to knock out those negative thoughts when they, they hit you. Uh, I really have enjoyed what they've put together. Uh, you can find their podcast anywhere. If you go iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're finding your podcast, just look for the Mindful Educators Podcast. Uh, if you want to get started somewhere, follow them on the social media uh, at the Mindful Educators. I've actually listened to a couple of these episodes because you tossed it my way, mm. I guess, in the spring or early summer. It was early so summer, yeah. I, I can vouch for this being a quality production, great episode content, great value, and certainly something that, at least try it. That's awesome. And um, for those of you who are careful listeners, you know that we featured mindfulness on episode seven of Podcast PD with my friend Annie, who is like my mindfulness guru and uh, yogi extraordinaire. I'm going to add it after I'm done talking. I just don't want to change my number. <laughs> I promised someone. I Who did I promise? One of our podcasting friends at ISTE. I promised us. them. No, it wasn't you guys. But um, <laughs> one of our podcasting friends at ISTE, I promised I would get down to zero. And I did not. So my count is currently 1539. 1539. Right. And some of them I haven't even listened to in months. And it's because my daily show count is just extraordinary. And I'm looking for some strategies to get down to podcast zero. So if you have any suggestions or advice uh, to help me go through my podcast, I'm all ears. Apparently not literally, because otherwise I'd be done with this podcasting stuff as far as the listening goes. But um, feel free to box me or hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'm at irontech and... Uh, I just need to find a really good way to, I don't even have that many shows anymore because I have gotten rid of some of the things that were not bringing any value or as my role shifted, I didn't need to listen to coaching podcasts as much because, you know, that's not what I'm going to be doing this year. And I've added a few more because of my new role. Um, and I'm definitely going to add the mindful educators just because um, mindfulness is a huge component of um, our strategic goals in my district. Um, so I definitely want to increase my practice, especially as I bring it to students and I want to make sure that I'm doing it right and doing it well and, um, bringing value to, to mindfulness for them, not just kind of crowbarring it in because it's the catchy thing to do. So like I said, I'm at 1539, 1539 podcasts on my overcast app. And, uh, if you have any, ideas for me to break it down closer to zero. I'd be happy if I could get into the 900s. Um, feel free to you know, connect with me and, and let me know how you've successfully gotten rid of or listen to. I really want to listen to them. That's part of the problem. I don't want to just delete whole podcasts. I want to actually listen to what I have. Um, but something's got to give. That's where I'm at. I'm not listening to anything new. I'm just listening to the same old, same old. Well, the nice thing about listening to the same old, same old is that all the stuff you're not listening to that's new will still be there when you're ready for it. I know. I'm just trying to keep current on all, like, honestly, there's so much election stuff going on. So I listen to that and, and I'm listening to a lot more books than I was. So whenever I listen to a book on overdrive, I get way behind. So that doesn't help right now. I think I have eight books that are currently active in my overdrive app as well. So much content, not enough, Stacy. It's just not a lot, of, not enough listening time.
Although I do have a 10 minute longer commute. I should be buying some time somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing where that number gets to by June. Next time we record. <laughs> or next time we record. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all advice. Welcome. And, and speaking of advice and feedback, make sure that you connect with us. If you're not connected with all of us on social media, I am at Mr. Nessie on Twitter. AJ, where can people connect with you on the social? Well, we're going to save this for another time, but I am on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. And uh, I haven't been there much lately on purpose. But we'll get I think to that, that could time. be its own episode. Yeah, no, no, it will be. It will Let's be. Let's do it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> all right, and I'm um, at Iron Tech on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, Voxer, but I'm I'm questioning that handle because I'm not really running any kind of tech. Should I change it? Well, that, that'll be part of that Twitter episode, I guess, which I think we need to have a Twitter in 2019 conversation. <laughs> I like uh, it. But something that's not changing, we are at Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also send us old-fashioned email at feedback at podcastpd.com, and we'll be happy to share your thoughts here on the episode. And by chance, we're here in season three, we say. Let's go with three. Season three. I like it. Let's go with season three. If you haven't ever taken time to rate or review our podcast, we would love for you to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. That would definitely put fuel in our tank, which sometimes we can use that when we record on a Sunday night little fuel in the tank <laughs> all right well as we wrap up um chris aj and i want to thank everyone who participated in our summer podcast pd voxer group the conversations were amazing the suggestions the insight um the takeaways just really brought a lot of joy and excitement to me personally as i um just listened to how people kind of internalized the the, po the podcast episodes that we recommended and um, it got me excited um, even before I was in my classroom for some of the changes that you know are taking place this year so thank you to those who participated um, thanks for sharing your podcast episodes with us you know I think this year we had a really great uh, group of people with uh, the the summer podcast group and and uh, you know I really thought we, we started out really really strong. You know, I know as the summer goes on, people go on vacation. The other people are starting school at different times. Um, if there's any suggestions for those of you who are listening who are in the group or if you have been in uh, Voxer groups, uh, we'd love to hear some suggestions. And I don't want to have this fizzle out. This is definitely something that I plan on doing next year as we go into summer 2020. I know we're just getting out of summer 2019, but, you know, I kind of want to have that, that idea of how we can make this stronger going forward and, and get people talking and communicating and collaborating uh, throughout this medium. I, I agree with the thanks that you shared, Stacy and AJ. I also agree that we can certainly find different ways to improve and provide even more value, not only for us, but also people who want to be a part of that. Uh, the group isn't going anywhere. Again, we've had this actual Voxer group, technically speaking uh, for two years, and we've utilized it over two summers. And again, I like how you say we don't want it to fizzle out, certainly next summer, but we were also interested in finding ways to use it here during the school year, what, you know, and listening to podcasts and finding conversations. And I would say one really good thing that came out of it this year was we finally came to our senses when we said, oh, 
Tracy from Rhode Island, Tracy Enos, for those of you that don't know her, she's really smart and intelligent and super cool. Why haven't we had her on the podcast? Well, guess what? Next episode, episode 56, we're going to share a conversation that we had with Tracy from Rhode Island, and that's going to come your way on September 25th, 2019, along with other podcast shenanigans that we create for you <laughs> on a uh, fortnightly basis. Fortnite like the video game? Yeah, I was going to say, so was, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm dancing Sorry. and pumping my fist right now. Alrighty. Well, we've been at this, I think, long enough for this evening as we start season three. Is it really season three? Season I'm looking three. at the count. It no, sounds accurate. Yeah, that's apparently what it's you're telling three. me. Sure. Sure. Season three plus whatever. Thanks for listening. We will see and see some of you soon talk to you even sooner than that and uh on that note say goodbye christopher goodbye christopher say goodbye aj goodbye aj goodbye podcast pd thank you for joining us for this episode of podcast pd for links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode please visit our website podcastpd.com you can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of Ed Tech podcast over on ChrisNessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at IronTech. And I blog at IronTech.me connect with podcast pd on twitter and instagram at podcast pd we would also love to have you as a member of our facebook community go to podcastpd.com slash facebook to join you can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast so share us with a colleague and if you do it on social media please make sure to tag us <laughs>